welcome back to What's the Line. Today is Wednesday, September 2nd. Last week we talked fantasy football. This week we are going to talk Kentucky Derby. So the Derby's on Saturday and we have a special celebrity horse betting extraordinaire on the pod today. So my friend Dalton, who also single-handedly saved our podcast because our audio quality was absolute shit before he told us to use Zoom. So shout out to him for that. Um, So that'll be fun. We're going to get into horse betting, which will be a change on this show. We've never talked about that before. So I also have a lot to learn. And I think Riley, you will too. Um, But before we get into that, we can talk about how we ended up last week. Last week, I was in a slump. I'm still in a slump. (laughs) I was going to take, I did take the Lakers minus 13 and a half and the Lakers under 223 last weekend on Saturday, I think it was, I went 0-2. I then tried to live bet my way out of that one. Did not work. So, Riley. (laughs) Yeah, so similar situation. Well, I didn't live bet, but my bets were not, not good. Uh, we had, I said, to take Toronto Raptors over the Boston Celtics. I think it was minus one. They were favored, but I thought it was a good matchup. And they promptly got blown out. And they're down the series 0-2 right now and not looking like they're going to come back anytime soon. So the kawhi Raptors, who I thought were going to you know, make it all the way, maybe take down the Bucks, meet meet the LeBron Lakers maybe, or the Kawhi Clippers in the finals. Uh, that's not happening. So, uh, yet another bet that is not turning out and another week where I'm giving you terrible picks. Yep. Yep. Not, not a good look for us on the show, but hopefully horse betting will go better than our sports bets. Okay. So today we've just got Derby talk. So everything's up to bat. So Dalton, the Derby and Caroline's lines. So welcome to Dalton. Yeah, uh, thrilled to be on the show. Uh, not very often do I get to have 20-ish minutes to myself to just talk about horse racing. Uh, when I start doing that, a lot of people will just walk away in disgust or <laughs> yell at me to shut up. So uh, it, it's something I really enjoy. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll just jump into it and, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Riley, Caroline, if you guys have any questions or if you think the listeners might have some questions or if you just need me to clarify something some more, uh, please do not hesitate to uh, jump in. So I guess personally for me, I kind of started getting into horse racing around 2016, I would say. Uh, That year, I think it was 2016 or maybe 17. I I can't recall. (laughs) But we, uh, it was the year Justified won because we went to the Kentucky Derby that year. Oh, and shoot. So, yeah, so like leading up to the Derby, like me and my friends that went, like I was like researching what horses and stuff like that. And like kind of through that avenue, that's where I really got into horse racing. Well, I mean, that makes sense. If you go to the Derby, like <laughs> it's Yeah, <done>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, and like absolutely insane environment. But uh, so yeah, like I, I fell in love with it and like 
I don't know if you guys can do your like local state laws, but uh, also there's a app called TVG, Thoroughbred Video Gaming or something like that. You can bet through TVG, the app, and they stream races from around the country. Uh, and I enjoyed it because when I first moved to Denver, I it was during COVID. There wasn't a whole lot to do. Work was slow. So it was nice because they would show up, they would do some analysis, show a race, uh, and then they would take a break for five minutes, show another race. So it was a good way for me to like put my bets in, do some work, watch the race, which is 90 seconds long, and then get back to work for five more minutes. Yeah. That's a sick setup. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, I, I really enjoy it because it very much is like, you don't have, when you place your bets, you don't have to wait three and a half hours for a football or baseball game to finish you know within 90 seconds whether like your bankroll is a little bit bigger to play with Damn. or if you got to like dial back your units uh try to get riskier there, there's a lot more real time uh money management going on which is okay. something i enjoy that's dangerous though <laughs> extremely it's like live betting every yeah. like three minutes oh my god <laughs> So I guess one thing uh, I want to touch on is, uh, the first things first, uh, the odds of horse racing, right? So posts were just drawn. Uh, a post position is when the horses first line up in the gates, that's where they're at. Okay. Uh, so posts were drawn, and then the morning, the opening morning odds were given, which just states once betting opens up, which is the day of a race, then... Those are the odds that are set to start. So horse racing is not like, let's say I place a bet on the Giants plus seven and a half, mm-hmm. and then it gets bet down to plus six and a half. I like I get to keep that seven and a half points. Right. Uh, like my adjusted line value is very high there. Horse racing, you just get whatever the odds are at the time when the race starts. Once the gate's open, betting closes, odds are locked in. So if you bet a horse at 10 to one and it gets bet down to three to one, you get three to one. Doesn't matter when you place it. Wow. Okay. I did not realize that. Yeah. So when you have these races, uh, you see these opening morning lines and you'll see a quick jump right away. Cause a lot of big money comes in early because these big betters, uh, most of the time are doing it for, you know, I mean, the thrill of gambling itself. Uh, so they like to get it out there, uh, lay, lay a base for the day. And then they'll kind of bet around that. But I would say within 15 minutes of uh, race starting, the odds are pretty well set in, in the fact that like your lower odd horses are going to maybe jump one or two odds better. Whereas like the higher odds horses will be like five to 10. But once you get within that, you can get a pretty good idea of what the horse is going to go off at once the gate starts. So uh, my first tip of this podcast to the amateur bettors out there is you're going to want to wait about five minutes before post. And like, it's a very big thing. They very like much announce there'll be a little clock, like X amount of minutes to post. So just, you know, I mean, even if you like, don't want to forget about setting an alarm on your phone, you're going to do about five minutes because that'll give you your best sense of who is going off for what money, uh, Another thing about horse racing, it's not necessarily betting on who you think is going to win. It's more or less about like getting value and things of that nature. Right. And Uh, then, so even like, so you just talked a little bit about the odds Mm -hmm. and I know that the odds are different from sports odds. Like, it's not like you see, you know, 
plus 125 for a bet. Like you see weird odds that are like five to three. Five to three. That that would be uh if it's five to three, you need to you will win five dollars for every three dollars you bet. Okay, okay. So like for a simpler ex, uh, example, a 10 to one horse, you win $1 or you win $10 for every $1 you bet. Okay. So yeah, uh, kind of shift back into the type of bet. So you have your win, which is the horse wins. Like they get first place. That's it. Uh, you have win, you have place, which is the horse gets first or second. And so when you bet for all the odds that you see are for the win. So if you see like, a horse that's five to one to win that would probably mean for it to place would probably be more about like three and a half to one ish so like you know i mean the more like the more places you go out like the more chances it can finish in like the top or whatever it's odds diminish but yeah so you have your win your place which is first and second then you have show which is first second or third um and then i guess I won't get too far into like the like crazy, like the super fives and stuff, but like other bets we should be looking at are exactas, which is you have to pick the first or second, like the first and second horse. You have to pick the two winners. In the right order? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So uh, there's the exact and the trifecta, which is first and second in the right order or first, second, and third in the right order. Or what you can do is, you can do an exacta box or a trifecta box where on that one ticket, it runs every uh, combination of the horses that you choose. I and like, <laughs> so if you want to do like an exact, a $2 exacta, uh-huh. an exacta box ticket will cost you $4 because right. there's two combinations. Got it. Yeah. Uh, so those are like the main ones that I do. Uh, and those are definitely the ones you're going to be looking at if you're just betting on a single race or a couple races throughout a day. Uh, so yeah. So uh, when you see like a huge favorite, uh, like tis the law is this year, his opening line odds are uh, three to five. You can try to lay heavy. Like you, uh, you can try to lay like a good amount of your bankroll on it to try and cover your ass for losing everywhere else. Essentially. I don't like to do that because I, I just think the risk is too big. One way I like to skirt around that is I like to run a lot of exact boxes with him. So I'm not necessarily picking for first place because tis the law probably will win, but I, I'm trying to pick that second place finish. And then I just like to box them up to protect myself in case there's an upset, but I I'll start with tis the law. And this horse is absolutely, it's a great horse. It should be the favorite. It's a heavy favorite. I want to say the favorite has won the Kentucky Derby like 10 years in a row or something like that. So anything outside of a tis the law win would be uh, pretty shocking, honestly. But there are a few weaknesses in its game. Uh, I, I'm not a big Manuel Franco fan, the jockey. Uh, I, I do like the stable, uh, Sakatoga and the trainer, Barclay Tag. I think uh, they're just a very good combination. Okay, I've heard things about that stable. Sakatoga? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like there was some horse that almost won the triple crown, but then lost the last leg of the race or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the very historic stable, good stable. Uh, they got a good trainer, uh, like I said, in tag. And I mean, Manuel Franco is like for sure a hall of fame uh, rider. I just am not a huge fan of him, especially they drew the uh, 
outside gate, they drew 17th out of 18. So they're going to have to break out of that gate really quickly. Uh, Tis the law has unbelievable speed. So it's going to have to get out quickly and try not to get boxed in. Uh, if it can do that, it will lead this whole race. And I, I don't really think there's a horse in this field that can close if Tis the law can get up to two lengths in the, uh, in that third turn there. Okay. And Tis the law just won Belmont stakes, right? Yeah. So Tis the law in its last six races have gotten five, uh, wins in a show. Okay. So also like. A lot of people like to look at numbers and past finishes when betting races. And that works great when you're betting like smaller tracks and things uh, or like weekday races. But obviously this is the Derby. All these horses are great horses at what they do. They've won. uh, They've gotten enough points to qualify for the Derby. So I I try to stay away from that. But yeah, this horse is just, it's an absolute beast. Um, Uh, So obviously like with, the triple crown you know going the kentucky derby is usually the first one uh in the in the three legs and as you go on to the belmont preakness the lengths get longer in terms of the race mm-hmm. is that where like is that where tis the law is you know he he ran the belmont already so he knows he can run long. he's gonna run shorter in the kentucky derby is that why he's heavily favored like is that kind of an advantage that you can see um well so actually the belmont uh, is a little shorter than the Derby. I want to say the Derby is a mile and a quarter. Okay. Uh, Belmont is one and 18. So distances, I only like to look at distances early on in a horse's career okay. when the trainer is kind of working on basics, uh, things of that nature. These horses have ran so many races at so many different lengths and they have world-class trainers, world-class jockeys. I wouldn't really okay. make anything out outside of that. I mean, it's, it's, kind of like you know i mean this is like the super bowl it's like both teams there are like really good right. like there's not really like okay a glaring weakness any one place or another so i was just curious because i feel yeah, like every yeah. time the nbc broadcasts are like oh the length is gonna is he gonna have enough gas in the tank to get through it so i i see what you mean like these horses are just absolutely yoked in terms of being the top of the top yeah and like that's i mean that's just great tv talking point okay uh, <laughs> the odds makers when they're setting these odds like okay yeah, I mean they're they're not spring chickens. They know what they're right. doing. It's just no, it's yeah. just great TV for especially. I mean the casual uh, watcher. You know, I mean a lot of people like to bet on long shots and stuff because yeah. the payout's great and like it's a little bit of money. So it's like you see this. It's like oh, like his law like ran like I mean a minute forty three on like his last mile and a quarter. Like maybe he slows down. Like maybe my guy has a chance. So okay, yeah. So I guess. Tis the law, what I'm going to be looking to do with him. I will be throwing him in all my exotic bets, which are the exactas, trifectas, superfectas. Uh, so I'll definitely be including those him in every one of those. Uh, I will. I just use tis the law to try to get – you won't get much better odds, but you, you can get – obviously you get better odds when you pair up two compared to one. Right. Uh, the next horse I kind of wanted to talk about was uh, the number – not number 10 where is he no the 16 horse one spot in uh it's funny this draw has three your three favorites all on the outside so it's really going to be a sprint uh right out of the gate uh honor ap uh it is the second favorite horse at five to one right now uh the the main thing i like about uh honor ap is it 
It finishes strong. Now this horse has not ran a mile and a quarter yet. And, and it is a young horse. So that this is some place where maybe like the distance, that's probably why it's five to one because they just don't know. But, uh, you know, Mike Smith is probably the second best rider of all time. And he, he's going to be on the back of honor AP in this one. And I think he just does a great job. I, I think he does a great job on whoever he runs. So that he's one that, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be running up exact a box of tis the law and honor AP. Uh, probably won't put too much of my bankroll into it, but that'll just be something to cover some of the losses more or less because you won't get that good of money uh and then the the next two i want to touch on uh are authentic in thousand words those are both bob baffert horses uh you guys have probably heard of bob baffert if you haven't heard of him you know what he looks like he has just electrifying gray hair (laughs) he is the he is the trainer right now uh he's like the tom brady of horse trainers right yeah he's amazing he yeah I want to say like his, one of his horses has won like maybe like four out of six Kentucky derbies of the last six. Yeah. I have his uh, winners up here in the Kentucky Derby and he has over 10, over 15, 10, 15. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And he's He's had two triple crown winners in the last, in last decade. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like he's, he, he's the guy uh, you'll never catch me. Uh, not betting on a Bob Baffert horse if they're in a race that I'm betting. Uh, he's that good. He's this is like kind of the first year in a while where they've not he's not had a favorite horse in the race, right? Yeah. So there was a small scandal uh, with him and his horses about using some okay. sort of like anti-inflammatory cream or something like that. Okay. Interesting. Um, so that kind of barred his horses. They they had to be they couldn't run races until like the thing was cleared up. Then there was like okay. a two week suspension or something with that. Okay. So these horses just haven't ran as much as a typical Baffert horse going into the Derby would like to, even considering the Derby is placed later in this year. Okay. Um, okay. So the first one is you have authentic. He is in the 18 slot and that is the better of the two horses. It okay. is eight to one right now. I like Authentic a lot. Uh, Authentic, I want to say, won the Arkansas Derby uh, in pretty dominating fashion. Uh, and I I think if there were a horse to upset Tis the Law, it would be Authentic. Uh, so box those Damn. two together for Hot sure. Take. Okay. Uh, sprinkle a little bit, a little bit right now. So authentic is eight to one. I would maybe try. I would stay away if close to post time. It's anything less than five to one. Uh, I would really try to stay away from him at that point. But yeah, definitely box him up in those exactas. Maybe put a trifecta of the three favorites because this field is a little lopsided this year. Um, I mean, you only have three horses with less than 10 to one odds. I so know, I would, that's what I was noticing. Like, that seems kind of nuts. Yeah, so Honor AP, Tisla, and Authentic just have unreal speed. Uh, okay. And then to touch on Thousand Words, Thousand Words is in the uh, 10 gate, right in the middle there. It, uh, this, this is the other Bob Baffert horse, and there is kind of a uh, rule of thumb that goes through the horse betting community. 
and it is if a trainer has two horses in the same race uh bet on the one with higher odds because when you get to this level there's really not a whole lot that separates these horses uh and so you're gonna want to definitely maybe lay a little bit of money on a thousand words to i would i would go place uh either first or second i don't know if this horse can win but it should be able to uh run very strongly and again uh baffert's training both of these horses uh so both are great they have great training great everything and you can just get a little bit more juice by taking thousand words but certainly don't ignore authentic like it horse racing is very tough because you can't just say i like this person i like this team whatever like it's very much like <laughs> i like a lot of horses and i have to manage my bankroll to that appropriately and try to maximize like my winnings yeah, or yeah. minimize my losses i guess would be more correct yeah i feel like a lot of people just take the horse because of the story though <laughs> yeah you know, like oh there's definitely it interesting well there's, there's a horse in here called south bend so riley that yeah. one might be so, for you uh, there, is yeah. one that, there is one horse on here that i will talk about that is very much one of those like not only do i enjoy like horse gambling but i enjoy like all gambling and you know i mean <laughs> Good, sometimes so there, some, sometimes yeah. there are those like intangibles within like a team or like it's like oh like a college football coach like strapped on the pads and did the Oklahoma drill himself this week. So like right. that team, like that that's not a quantifiable thing, but like you bet on it because you know. Right. Like, now Dalton, um, with like like we said with like the parody and the excitement, like with the Kentucky Derby, are do you worry? Are there worries in the betting community that these odds are going to be thrown off because of amateur betters, and it's harder to understand where the lines are going? No, because uh the big money really comes out on the derbies and stuff like okay. that for every amateur you get that watches it and bets on it. Uh, for every $1, I would probably say there's like $10 of like sharp okay. money coming in on it. Yeah. I was going to say the derby seems and horse betting in general, that's like, that's like rich betting. Like people bet millions yeah. of dollars on these. Yeah. Horses. So I like, mean, I read last year, like the Derby set a wagering record for 165.5 million. Bet yeah. On it. Okay. So it's like, that's it's absurd. Yeah. Like there are a lot more amateurs, but there's also a lot more sharp money. So, okay. It, it kind yeah, of averages I, out. Yeah. I wouldn't try to like make any sense of like, Oh, this horse is going down because like the public's betting on it. It's like, no, the horse is going down. Like, down in odds because like some rich millionaire asshole like got a tip or something like that <laughs> okay that's what i was wondering with like okay. you talk about the stories about these horses you know like people get attached mm -hmm. to the story yeah and maybe they're like all right i'm gonna throw like on the little engine that okay. could horse you know and like <laughs> so, and the, the line yeah. kind of moves up but like a lot of those people who bet like that are betting like two or three dollars okay. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so uh the next horse is actually a horse i will be throwing a decent amount of uh money on to win uh it is soul volante it is the 12 horse in this race its opening lines are 30 to 1 i actually have been following this horse since about mid-may when it kind of started racing more frequently at uh in caroline's backyard tampa bay downs uh the old okay. stomping grounds yeah so, wow 
I've been following this horse since uh, it's Tampa Bay Downs days. And it, every race I've watched, it's won in pretty convincing fashion or it's ran strong and lost to a competitor who's went, went on to win and other things like that. Uh, so I like Sol Volante. Maybe it is like a personal connection to it, but uh, in, T- in the TVG app, they have a nice feature where you can like set alerts for horses. So like I get like an, like a push notification whenever the horse is like going to race that day. So I've definitely been following him. Uh, he's made me a decent amount of money and hopefully it can continue. Uh, another horse to look at. I, so we're into the long shots now with Sol Volante. Right. Uh, I, I would put thousand words right on that line of 15 to one of like long shot kind of legitimate chance. But now we're into like the 25 to one plus odds. So Sol Volante 30 to one, definitely someone maybe sprinkle a couple dollars on like that. That'll cover a lot of your losses it just in case. Uh, and then uh, money moves. I like money moves simply because the, the that, that's the seven horse. <laughs> I mean, obviously the name, but uh, Todd Pletcher is one hell of a trainer. Uh, maybe he, he's probably like a, the thir- one of maybe the third best trainer in racing right now. Um, I've seen a lot of love for major fed uh, out of 50 to one. So this horse, if, Kentucky Derby happened in the spring. This horse wouldn't have made it because they didn't have enough points to qualify. But uh, it's it it's been running some stronger races. Uh, it had a bit of a uh, trip up in the Matt Wynn Stakes in May, uh, but it made up for it in July at the Indiana Derby. And the the way this horse is bred, looking at its pedigree, uh, again that's major fed. Uh, it, it's definitely bred to be stronger as it gets older uh and not lose speed like we see in some of the you know three and four year horses that uh run in this so i've seen a lot of love for major fed i'm not i don't love them but just from all the research i've done i felt i should relay that uh to the listeners and then uh the one for the story uh, I've I've actually won on this. I've been following this horse for a little bit uh, too. Uh, it's Finnick the Fierce, uh, one another great name, but uh, it, it's in the one slot, which is tough. But maybe if it gets to an early break, it could maybe lead for a good portion and hang on. I, I, I th- this horse will probably go off at like ninety nine to one. Uh, so I'll put like a couple dollars on it to show, uh, which is first, second, or third, okay. and it's a one-eyed horse. It has one eye. So like for real? Yeah. And like I won on it last time cuz I bet him to show cuz I'm just like like I couldn't live my with myself if like a one-eyed horse won and I didn't bet on it. That's oh, some real Rudy God. stuff right there, right? Yeah, a so it's like horse. Like I have to bet on it cuz I I couldn't stand being on the losing side. It's like cuz like okay. if I don't bet on it and it wins, I'll be like sitting there like it was so clear. He only had one eye. Of course he was going to win. Yeah, you're the guy that didn't bet on the one-eyed horse. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. So, like, if you're, like, on your Kentucky Derby Zoom or whatever, like, with your friends and, like, you're talking to horses, like, get, jump on Finnick the Fierce. Throw, throw a, like – so, with the, uh, with the betting tickets, you can do, like, a win-place show ticket, which you'll put a bet on each win-place and show. So where like if a horse wins and you have a win place show ticket, it like pays out a lot because it pays out for each one of those bets. But 
Okay. But like a little like six dollar win place show, like two bucks for each on Finnick the Fierce. And I don't know, if it hits you look like a genius and right. you'll have a lot of beer money. It's better odds than buying two dollar Powerball tickets. Way better. So I <laughs> that's honestly a great think way to look at that's it. a great way to look at it. Like <laughs> yeah. if you're willing to throw down ten dollars when you're kind of drunk at the bar on Powerball. Yeah, no. like just play like Keno <laughs> until they decline your card. Exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. that's that's the thing. Is you have better odds with this one-eyed horse than a bunch of random numbers on a screen. Just great. Like, bet Finnick the Fierce. That's the only one I'm going to tell you you have to bet. I like <laughs> all it. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of all I have. Uh, I guess, are there any areas I didn't touch on or anything you'd need me to clear up? So you mentioned that you went to the Derby. Yes. So this year, obviously going to be different because of covid i mean it's not even at the same time of year so have you mm-hmm. heard anything about like are there no spectators at all yeah so there will definitely be no spectators and if the kentucky derby was in its regular time uh and there were still no spectators i would actually consider that to be a uh a detriment to some horses because some horses really do live off like the roar of the crowd and some can uh shy away from it uh, but they've known for so long that there's going to be no, that there's going to be no crowd. There's just going to be the trainers, attendants, all that. Uh, they've known for so long that there's not going to be a crowd that these horses are trained for. Horses are incredibly smart and these trainers are incredibly good at what they do in training horses. So I, I wouldn't worry anything about that. But uh, again, like there, there will be no, to my knowledge, no fans in the stands. Are they not? They're not going to pump in any crowd noise or anything. Probably not of... on the track. Maybe okay. over the TV broadcast. Screen. Okay. Yeah. This is wild. I didn't even think to talk about that. Like in normal sports, we talk about this all the time, and not with horses. Wow. Uh, so. <laughs> if you watch TVG a lot, you like pick up on like all these like they probably don't matter at all, but like you also hear some like really hilarious things. Like I remember I was laughing for like ten minutes one time because like this dude called like a horse a consummate professional, and like I just don't even understand like what that could entail. So like yeah. you hear a lot of these terms like for like horses that are just like apply to like like this horse is gritty. It's like what do you mean? Like right, yeah, like did it finish with like a broken like foot or something so it came from a blue collar background you know yeah yeah, shit like that (laughs) it's a real it's a real lunch pail kind of horse yeah like you'll just hear him say this and it's like what are you even talking about like consummate professional doesn't just show up 10 minutes early every day like (laughs) (laughs) stays late for training like (laughs) he's the first in the gym and the last one out yeah exactly so horse racing is fun too because like i feel when you talk degenerate gamblers the most degenerate of the degenerates are their horse horse betters um <laughs> it's these dudes sitting in northfield downs on a thursday night <laughs> watching a black and white tv screen from like 1989 still smoking cigarettes in yep. doors. and yep. it, it's been banned in michigan for years mm-hmm. but like the employees there don't give a shit because roy's been coming down since place was yep. built in 76 like, no kids are hanging out there they don't care no kids no heavens no they're all in the <laughs> parking lot waiting for their parents to come back out yeah so like if you want to like really see like uh like oh like you know I mean, you got group chat with your friends the degenerates like because you're yeah. like, like 20 bucks a game if you want to see true degeneracy like just go to your local horse track on like a weeknight and just just see the the people the, the dude and the jeans no t-shirt and like suit jacket just chill yep 
You haven't you haven't seen Degeneracy until uh, my main man, sixty five plus year old, like old white guy Roy, is like funneling his social security check directly mm-hmm. to Northville Downs. He has the program that he buys at the track, and it's like yes. just like rung up and curled yeah. and like in the back of his jeans. Times. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, so, those are those are the true degenerates, but we we love them. They're nonetheless. Kings. They're, they're kings. kings. So. <laughs> Oh my god, I love uh, it. Yeah, that I guess that's horse racing. Um it's fun, especially like I said, if you you can get like that TVG stream where there's just a race every 10 minutes. Uh it's it's the most exciting thing to watch. Yeah, I mean it really like is. I, it's 90 seconds of pure adrenaline. Yeah, and like it's sweet too, because like if you like if you don't follow horse racing or if you're betting some of these like maiden stakes, a maiden stakes is uh, ho- horses can run in that if they've never won. Okay. So like you'll be watching these maiden stakes and like you just, a lot of times you don't, this is a horse's first race. So like you, it, it's kind of a blind guess. Like you don't know if like they like to get out in front and lead, if they like to close, if they've got good speed. So like, you know, when your horse is like way in the back and you think like you're, you're, you're that's done. And then just starts closing at like an unreal rate. Uh, it's thrilling. Uh, you you get a lot of like, you know, I mean, down to the wire by a nose type bats. And, and then when I'm watching and I do see like a horse run away, like Sol Volante, I'll, I'll mark it, uh, follow that horse. And, and sure enough, it's in the Derby and. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped for it. Uh, it's a nice little uh, segue back into betting. I've kind of jumped off the betting train a little bit. I don't necessarily like to bet NBA playoffs, so I've kind of cooled on that. I'm not a big baseball better. It's too random for me. And <laughs> more th- random than horses. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, and like not even an argument. <laughs> no, hell, Armando Galarraga threw like a perfect game. That dude like had like a 5.8 something like career ERA. Like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and like most of the time, like horse racing, like. I would say nine out of 10 times a horse. And like, that's one of like in the top three favorites wins. So, um, it's just a lot more fun when when there's a huge like upset, I guess. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's a nice little segue going into the NFL. Uh, it comes back next Thursday Yeah, and that is my favorite sport. Uh, that is by far my best record gambling. Uh, I want to say I went like, 27 and nine last year in the NFL. Wow. Like I, okay. I was very hot last year. Might I finished have to on have a, you on again in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. I finished on a 13 and four streak. Uh, so that was very nice. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, hoping NFL will turn my horrible betting streak around. So we'll see. You just got to bet your way out of it. I know. Much like what... a cold shooting night for an NBA team. You just got to shoot your way out of it. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that's your way to never get out. <laughs> I mean, you only lose when you stop, you know what I mean? That's true. That's what I keep saying. Okay, well, now that we've talked about all this, like, dying to bet this weekend, I'm actually also going on a road trip. Oh. And I'm going to drive past Churchill Downs on Friday. Ooh. So uh, One thing, oh, you probably won't see it this year, when we were at... Uh, I know, I'm bummed. <laughs> when we were at the Derby, when we were driving in, there's a little airport uh, on the other side of the overpass from... Churchill Downs just filled with private jets no way like, yeah like all the owners and shit so like that was kind of cool to see 
Oh, God damn. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, this is great. I'll be there day before the derby. Mm-hmm. And like, it'll probably look as it does any other day. You know? uh-huh. But okay, so what's going to be on your ticket for Saturday then? Okay, so horse racing tickets are really tough to predict. Uh, I, these are just going to be the ones that I know I'm going to bet. But I also know there's going to be a lot more like, it's like a shark in chum waters where I, I just go nuts. Like I'll start betting <laughs> like everything on the board and that's when oh you get God. in trouble. But, uh, so I guess I'll go with the long shots. Uh, Finnick the fierce. I'm going to place a, uh, little show ticket on him. Uh, again, just for the story, uh, maybe even a, you know what? Scratch out. I'm going to put a uh, a win place show ticket, a WPS, uh, at two bucks a bet. So that'll be a six dollar ticket out for Finnick the Fierce. Okay. Uh, so then, if so, those tickets. That's really cool to me. Like, it's like a parlay, but not everything has to hit. Like you can. Just yeah, exactly. Them. Like if if Finnick the Fierce wins, and I put like three bucks on him, and it's a ninety nine to one horse that I think it's going to go at. Like, I mean, that would probably pay you out almost 600 bucks for, for a six dollar ticket okay holy crap yeah this is gonna be dangerous and like, for me <laughs> and even with like the win place and show like if your horse comes in second you don't win the win bet but you win the place in the show bet which is right you know, like you said it's like a it's kind of like a parlay where not everything has to happen yeah okay so let, let's put a small win place show ticket on finnick the fierce Two dollars will typically be your minimum on any horse betting uh, app or site that you use for a win place or show. Two dollars will be your minimum. So let's let's minimum WPS him. Uh, money moves. That is thirty to one. That is the Pletcher horse. I'm going to say with eighty percent certainty that I'm probably going to put a five dollar uh, show ticket on him. Uh, Sol Volante. I will be putting. Uh, that's the one I've been following for a while. He's thirty one right Bay now. Horse. The Tampa Bay horse, yes. Right, my uh, horse. <laughs> your horse, the Caroline horse, yes. Yeah. Uh, I will be putting a maybe $5 a piece win place show ticket on Sol, Sol Volante. Uh, that'd be a $15 total ticket. Okay. Uh, I like that horse about two and a half times more than Finnick the Fierce. Uh, <laughs> so uh, authentic in thousand words, thousand words, it's 15 to one right now. If that horse can stay above 12 to one, I will probably be putting on a win ticket for him. Uh, maybe just like two or three dollars. Okay. Uh, and then authentic honor AP and tis the law. Uh, I'm going to be trifecta boxing them. Uh, they're the three heavy favorites. So the box, you know, I mean, it, it, it would be your bet times three or whatever, how many combinations you can get right, from three right. horses. So I'll probably put like a $10 exact box there. So that'd be like a $30 ticket. Okay. Um, I would imagine something like that, depending on how the horses finish. Uh, even if they finish in order, uh, tis the law honor AP and authentic, a $10 ticket will probably return you 25, 30 bucks if they finish in order. Right. Um, it, but when you get in that box, if you hit the box where like, uh, the second or third favorite finishes, that's a huge payout. So I'll definitely be uh, running that trifecta box there. Uh, okay. That's that's the only try box I'm going to be running. Uh, and then the exactas, I'm going to be putting Tis the Law in like $3 exacta boxes. So those will be $6 tickets. 
I'm going to be putting Tis the Law in a box with Honor AP, with Authentic, with Thousand Words, with Soul Volante. So chalk me up for like $24 in tickets there, uh, just on those boxes. Uh, I'll, I'll probably sprinkle maybe like five bucks on an honor win. I'm loving this. <laughs> yeah. Just cause I feel, I always try to take I like mean, the these second. horse bets. Like it is different too. Like you just, you can put a few bucks down. You can bet like every horse on the board and like, depending on the outcome, like you can win like a ton of money. Right. Which is awesome. Yeah. What's, do you have the, your total payout, like potential payout of like, or is it like, like just like right now? Yeah. Like what's the max payout you could probably win with the soul Volante, right? Probably 99 to one. Um, so what did I say? I was going to run a $5 win place show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these are just like, I just do these off the top of my head. So like five <laughs> bucks, win place show ticket. If he wins you're, I mean, at 30 to one, you're going to times that by five. So that's what, uh, 180 right there. That's ridiculous. That's insane. And then you're going to hit a $5 show ticket. So that's probably like another $110 or a place ticket. It's probably like another $110 and a show tickets, probably like 80. So that'd probably be like a $300 payout for a $15 ticket. Okay. Man, so, this is going to be a dangerous weekend for me. Like you really like, <laughs> like I would say like the number one thing you have to learn when betting horses is uh bankroll management. Right. Understanding <laughs> if I place this amount of what money on this horse, <laughs> if I place this amount of money on this horse and it wins, but another horse that I put money on loses, like you have to weigh out like with the right. odds, like, you know right. what I, mean? I mean, it's just, it's the same thing as like leveraging like units, like for like future bets. And then you can get into arbitrage. And so it's, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I like to do that with, little tangent with golf a lot i'll put in a lot of futures bets and if like one of my guys makes it to the like top three then i'll just try to hedge on the other guys and so that makes sense i feel like i'm just gonna be hard to sport to bet on oh it's impossible yeah so yeah money management not just in gambling in general but as a like especially in horse racing because you can if you don't know what you're doing uh you could say the wrong thing and like They'll give you the wrong bet and it'll cost too much. Uh, if you know what you're doing, you could hit on something ridiculous and still lose money. Uh, and if you do know what you're doing, you can win and uh, like you can place a lot of bets down on one race. Your horse wins and you like break even. So like if you think about like you could have like 11 losers in a race and still like come out even. Right. So right, that's sweet. Yeah, that's uh quite a ticket i have so i'll probably yeah i'm hoping i can keep it to like a hundred dollars or less on the derby fair that's a good amount yeah like i think when i went to the like when i went in person because we went to the oaks which is uh the philly horses the day before i want to say because i was saving up for it for because we knew we were gonna go on it like five months in advance we got our tickets and stuff so I was saving money for like five months and I think I took like $600 down there to bet with me. So even actually I was down 400. <laughs> I bet on uh, justified who was the favorite that year at three to one, which, you know, I mean, that goes to show you how good of a horse tis the law is when just a few years ago, the favorite justified who I, I want to say won the triple crown. Yep, he did. Uh, 
he was three to one. He went off at three to one. So I put my last 200 bucks on him. I said, I'm either walking out of here with none of the money I saved or even. So. Right. But you, you budgeted for it and you already expected it to be gone. All right. right. Oh yeah. I definitely expected to lose that. money. <laughs> okay. Like I did not be like, all right, like I'm going to try and pay for this trip with gambling. It was right. very much like I saved up this money over the course of the past few months. And like, I am like, I saved this money knowing I like yeah. didn't come back with it. <laughs> I like that. I like that strategy. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually stayed in one of my buddy's girlfriend's apartment while she was out of town. So like we didn't even have to pay for lodging either. Solid. Even more yeah. money to put. Yeah. yeah. Though, that's how like I just thought it's like, I'd be spending $600 on a hotel for like three nights anyway. So. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Well, sweet. Well, thank you for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me on. I had a good yeah, time. Thank you. This is this so is a blast. And this, yeah, <laughs> we needed this and I will be copying your tickets this weekend. Yep. I will All be right. too. I will not having any other bets. Just stealing I your will, ticket. <laughs> I will text the little group chat we have with my final ticket, like a few minutes before the race. Amazing. <laughs> so this is awesome. Perfect. All right. All right, sweet. Well, thanks, Dalton, and thank you guys for listening to What's the Line. Whiskey for my man, beer for my horse.